Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. The Advertising Show is being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show, a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production as we take you back to uh, June of 2010 for a great interview uh, that we had with DJ Edgerton, founder of Zamoga. Let's find out what that's all about. Enjoy the interview. DJ Edgerton is our special guest today. He is CEO and founder of Zamoga. Uh, has worked in the uh, traditional and digital agency space for over 20 years. During that time, he specialized in developing and leveraging technology to provide groundbreaking, groundbreaking business solutions for Fortune 500 companies. His range of expertise includes development of large-scale enterprise-wide custom applications, digital campaigns that feature award-winning design, user experience, and information architecture. And we'll learn more about DJ and the company as well as we... Uh, you know, go throughout the show here. But, DJ, uh, thanks for taking time out of your uh, day here to uh, to join us here at the Advertising Show. Great to have you here. Gentlemen, thank you very much. I appreciate your time as well. Yeah, to get us started, uh, DJ, tell us a little bit about the origins of augmented reality and who some of the early adopters have been. Oh, okay. Well, um, probably the most common uh, uh, one that I reference uh, and probably the first one that was uh, exposed uh, to the general market was the uh, the NFL's use of augmented reality f- uh, to indicate the uh, first down marker. Uh, I'm sure everyone's familiar with the yellow line sure. uh, that runs uh, across uh, a field. Well, that line actually doesn't exist. It's generated uh, through computer technology um, on the fly. Uh, and then broadcast uh, accordingly. Uh, basically, what augmented reality is, it's a combination of, of reality uh, that uh, has a digital component uh, integrated into it uh, to create a new sort of combined reality. That's the common uh, definition. So that's probably the, the first uh, adoption of it uh, in the marketplace that I like to reference because it's easy for people I- to understand uh, that They've seen it before. It exists, but it really doesn't because obviously they're not pulling a big yellow ribbon across the field every time. <laughs> yeah, you know, a new you know, first down. Right. My wife and I took our uh, seven-year-old nephew to an NFL game, and he wanted to know where where is <laughs> where that? Did, where was it, man? Yeah, where, where'd that go? <laughs> uh, so AR has been around a lot longer than many of may be aware of. I understand that uh, now you you gave more of a commercial application, but I understand that there are some early examples of how augmented reality was used in uh, training for for example for the with the aerospace industry or as well as some applications for people that are working in electronics and so forth uh, can you chat a little bit about that um, absolutely one of one of the uh, benefits to uh, augmented reality is the ability to prototype uh, without actually building out uh, uh, real three-dimensional uh, objects in real space uh, and you know, early uh, adoption of that in the military. Now, I am not of the military ilk, so <laughs> I have no uh, clearance at all. Uh, but uh, my um, understanding in, in, in getting my group uh, up to speed on the technology uh, was the ability to, not only from, you know, flight simulation, uh, but also in uh, creating 
devices, uh, electronic devices, or, or uh, 3D uh, renderings of devices that you could manipulate in the real world and understand its relationship to uh, the actual live space. Uh, an example would be uh, a, uh, a soldier uh, being presented with, if he's wearing a headset, because there's many different ways that you can view an augmented reality, uh, and that individual sees uh, a potential threat or a potential friendly, uh, and they are trained on making, uh, obviously, uh, hair-trigger decisions. Uh, that's an example of how augmented uh, reality has been used uh, in the military, especially. Uh, for yep. the manufacturing industry, uh, being able to understand how a uh, product works in real space um, without actually having to generate that product um, from uh, from something as easy as handling it as well as uh, what it might look in a space, uh, that's how it's uh, used in, uh, in other sort of commercial purposes that aren't necessarily marketing-driven. I think uh, one of the most exciting things which is just starting to be adopted is how it uh, can and will be used in uh, the healthcare and pharmaceutical space, especially the device manufacturing space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to get into a little of the commercial applications, but just to lay a nice, solid foundation, as best I could tell, uh, a decent uh, definition and, and see if you agree with this, is augmented reality is the interaction of superimposed graphics, audio, and other sense enhancements over a real-world environment displayed in real time. Is that a fair enough definition, DJ? That is Wikipedia worthy. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if I got that there or uh, one of our producers. I think they may have got it from your uh, from your website at zamoga.com. But uh, do you have time to just briefly, as we wrap up this segment, give us a little sense of where you see uh, AR being used in a commercial application, not necessarily from uh, a particular channel, but more so from an interaction or connectivity with the consumer? Um, I love to use an example that uh, we were fortunate enough to be assigned, if, uh, if that's okay, because I think it's a great um, way to connect a brand with a consumer. Uh, in the first quarter, we did a project for Wise Foods uh, for their Cheese Doodles brand, which is geared towards, uh, obviously, younger, uh, younger consumers. And what uh, Wise had done is they had created these three characters called the Cheese Dudes. This was uh, something that the brand had created on their own. And they wanted, the challenge was, how can we get younger kids to interact and adopt these characters as something that represents, uh, you know, an image that the brand supported, um, stepping, you know, away from uh, the Cheetos character that, you know, has often been criticized for being uh, slightly more mature and not necessarily geared towards younger kids, almost the... Uh, Joe Campbell of the snack food <laughs> world. Uh, Good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So um, we were well aware of that character having, you know, uh, traction, and some of the uh, some of the re research showed that it wasn't the most attractive for, especially for Wise, which is a very family oriented brand. What we ended up doing was creating a contest and a game that allowed kids to interact with an augmented reality uh, application, but it wasn't just having the kids print out the markers and just real quickly markers are the little graphics that your uh, video camera on your computer and now 70 plus percent of all computers have a webcam of some sort either integrated or third party uh, the camera takes a picture of that marker and then through the application recognizes 
through the web a particular three-dimensional character that it applies on that marker on the screen. So if you hold the marker and look at it, in reality, there's nothing on it. But if you look at the screen and yourself on the screen, there's a little character on it. And you can manipulate that character with the keyboard or with your hands. If you take the marker and put it on your shoulder, the character's on your shoulder. And it's very, very interesting and very entertaining for kids. Well, what we did, which kind of pushed it a little further, was we asked kids to take these three characters and build a stage on their desk or their tabletop as if they were stage designers. And then hit a record button, and those characters would play a song. And that recorded video of the characters playing in the environment that the kids had created became an entry for a contest for kids to win an entire real collection of, um, of uh, instruments. Not garage band, not garage band, but actual a set of drums, a guitar, That's pretty cool. uh, a bass, and amplifiers, and microphone. Wow. So it was pretty, um, pretty well-received. And the great thing about it is we, we saw an enormous amount of time and interaction between the kids. Like, the kids would do it once, and then they might not have liked it, so they'd do it again. Uh, and there were multiple submissions. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a really, really effective, uh, and in my opinion, a sort of a, a hint to what is coming uh, with regards to brands interacting with, uh, with or consumers interacting with brands in a, in a different and unique way. DJ Edgerton is our special guest, CEO and founder of Zamoga out of uh, actually a, a U.S.-based company with uh, with uh, tentacles all over the world, as a matter of fact, uh, Bogota, Colombia, Wilton, Connecticut, and, of course, New York City as well. It, it, DJ uh, probably never thought about becoming an accountant because I don't think you could sit still for that long, but it uh, sounds like you're in a great uh, profession here as we move through the uh, the advertising show with Rachel Lins and Brad Forsythe. Being, uh, well, we're, we're, we're helped out by uh, Shipple.com. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. And a platform called Tendency, which is one incredible marketing platform. Check it out, Shipple.com. More about uh, Zmoga and, and DJ. And, of course, uh, we'll have more conversation with Ray and Brad here, too, on The Advertising Show. Thanks for listening. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Look, Ram called Coney Island Terry Machine. Win a prize. Let's go in. Look at the wonderful prizes you can win. I'm going to win a watch for you. Welcome back to The Advertising Show. Ray Shillins, Brad Forsyth out of New York this weekend is DJ Edgerton. CEO of Zamoga, Zamoga.com, Z-E-M-O-G-A.com is the, is the place. Uh, DJ spent a, a few a few years at other places beyond uh, Zamoga. That was an 01 uh, creation for you. Uh, held executive level positions at Blast Radius and Context Integration. Prior to joining uh, Context, DJ founded Underline, a creative and digital agency at Underline. He worked on uh, traditional campaigns and pioneering interactive work for numerous well-known companies, including uh, Nickelodeon, Merck, Morgan Stanley, and the Walt Disney Company as well. Talk about a great place for imagination and new technology and such as well. That must have been uh, a good time there as well, DJ. But uh, welcome back to the show. Good to have you here. Thank you very much. Yeah, Underline sounds like the agency for Spanx, right? Uh, anyway, you were talking before, as we wrapped up the segment there, DJ, about uh, cheese, the uh, Wise Cheese uh, Doodles, as well as your interactive uh, AR campaign for Wise Cheese Doodles. I think you called it the Rock the Cheese Game. Is there a website we can direct our listeners to if they want to be, if they're interested in checking that out? 
Um, absolutely. Uh, it's cheesedoodles.com. So it's C-H-E-E-Z doodles.com. Uh, the contest is over, but uh, the functions are, are still there for the for the AR. Cool. Uh, Great. Um, yeah, it's, uh, the yeah, I thought that's a, some of our listeners may be interested. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, DJ. No, he said he had to have an end date on the contest, so that's fine. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I understand, DJ, smartphones have been uh, an area of growing interest for AR. Give us a sense of where AR is going with mobile and why smartphones are such a great platform for the integration of augmented reality. Well, as, as people sort of do the transfer of their... Um, their behavior with technology from the desktop to the handheld smartphone, uh, the expectation of the interaction and the information available, obviously the bar raises substantially. Uh, with uh, the integration of uh, geolocation uh, uh, as well as uh, the ability for a camera to recognize uh, markers in the real world, uh, that opens up a whole host of, uh, of things that can be done where uh, a uh, organization can actually execute uh, an information uh, distribution system or, you know, obviously attached with marketing and advertising that uh, presents to a person who holds up their smartphone uh, in an area and allows them to uh, present uh, not only offers but uh, information about um, about a location. So there's uh, there's a an opportunity really to uh, push the device itself. I mean, it's, it's really limited to a user's tolerance of the consumption space. Uh, we're so used to the big, giant, you know, flat screens that really have only been around for, mm-hmm. you know, seven or ten years. The, but now we're expecting uh, a lot of information to be pressed inside uh, a small device. It's one of the things I think is interesting about the iPad, because uh, the assumption that uh, some developers were, we also developed for the iPad, uh, the assumption that we're making based on hints that were given is that uh, there will be a camera, uh, it will be a, a geolocated device uh, with, with the uh, integration of the camera, and the presentation space is obviously a lot larger than it is on, a, uh, on an Android or, a, um, or an iPhone. Hmm. Yeah, we're talking to you from New York City today, and a lot of brands embracing augment rea- augmented reality uh, along the lines of Sex in the City, for example, released a New York City map where fans could visit real NYC locations that were part of the memorable moments, so to speak, of Sex in the City, as well as, as I was hearing you talk about uh, mobile, and I understand Yelp, and this is just kind of going from memory, the uh, dining uh, website that gives uh, reviews and so forth that are consumer reviews uh, offers some kind of uh, uh, application for AR that you can actually, uh, I mean, maybe you know more about it than I, DJ, but as I recall, it's something like being able to stand in front of a restaurant with your mobile and it senses where you are and can give you offers or give you criti- uh, critiques of that particular restaurant. Uh, yeah, and I, and I think I think they're just in uh, the early stages of the, of the uh, development and releases of that. I think there's going to be um, a lot more uh, functions uh, as they r- roll it out uh, further. It's it's really a pretty uh, cool concept. You know, Yelp has been uh, criticized often as well for some of the uh, uh, reviews uh, being not necessarily uh, uh, the most uh, unbiased. Uh, I think that uh, the augmented reality component is going is going to bring a lot more people 
uh, to the table, literally, yeah. to uh, involve themselves because you're going to get a, you're going to get a lot more information and it's going to be more timely because it's going to be right where you are, right then and there. Uh, and uh, I think it'll be uh, some pretty cool stuff. There's a there's a whole bunch of things out there. You know, you know there's um, you know I think everyone's talking today. You know, the flavor of the day is Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. and you know this microblogging, which it's it's almost like a natural progression of of our ADD culture. Um, the uh, there's an app called uh, Twitter Round, which is pretty interesting. It, it shows you where tweets are coming from. Mm-hmm. So if there are tweets like, what are the most local uh, tweets that are currently being executed? It's kind of voyeuristic, but very very interesting. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm curious. Uh, is AR a good fit, DJ, for all companies? As with any emerging technology, you would think, seem to think that some lend themselves better to certain businesses than others. Is there any particular brand categories that uh, AR is a better fit for than others? Well, I think product companies um, that want to give people the opportunity to uh, experience a product without necessarily having to go in storeroom or in showroom is a, uh, you know, there's a benefit there for the consumer. To so just released uh, uh, a augmented reality uh, sort of uh, shopping uh, experience that allows you to literally put the watch on your wrist <laughs> and you see what you look like with the watch on. Uh, that's pretty powerful stuff for consumers to choose from a collection of watches. Simply put a marker on their on their wrist, and when they look into the when they look into the uh, screen, the actual uh, watches is on their wrist and moves with them. You know, it uh, reminds me of that Saturday Night Live with Joe Pesci where he's trying on the pinky rings. <laughs> so, so an, an, an image is actually being projected on the pupil of the eye. Is that how that works? And I'm sorry. What was that? Well, it, is it, is it, is it, I'm sorry. Go ahead, it's it's not necessarily uh, on the eye, isn't it? As it relates to, I mean, how is the image uh, connected to, uh, to to the human then? Okay, so what ends up happening is, it, let's assume for a second that the person has a you know a relatively modern machine with modern software in it, uh, and uh, they have a webcam either integrated into their laptop or machine, or they have a third-party uh, camera. When you open up an augmented reality application, it's often run through Flash, uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, and what ends up happening is the camera recognizes, uh, recognizes the application. So the video that's being fed through your uh, camera goes into the app that's sitting on your desktop. You know, it's, it's a you know, client-side app. And it waits for you to take the marker. And the marker is literally just a black and white sort of collection of very high contrast squares. And they can come in different sizes and you have to print the marker out. The other thing is that you can obviously do is you can do what Doritos did where you can print it on the product itself. Once you print the marker out, in the case of the Tissot uh, augmented reality uh, app, you just put it in the area on your wrist that would be centered to where the face of the, of the watch would be. When you hold it up to the, to the monitor and the camera reads the marker, it generates a three-dimensional image in real time of the watch on your wrist. And if you were to turn your wrist slowly, because this is very new technology, so the processing is just being perfected. If you turn your, your wrist slowly, although there's only a piece of paper on your wrist in reality, if you look at the screen of the, of the computer, you're, you know, the, the watch is on your wrist. That's, I mean, it doesn't get more, it doesn't get more um, 
you know, powerful than that. You don't have to leave your house to find out which model of uh, watch you like. I love and it. The beauty, of, yeah, the beauty of it is, is uh, you can be assured that if you like the model, what it looks like, you, there's a click to buy button right there. Of course, there is. I want one of those right now. As a matter of fact, DJ Edgerton is our special guest, CEO of Zamoga. Zamoga.com is the website, and we've got more of the interview continuing in just a moment here. Stay right here at the Advertising Show with Rain Brad. Our special guest at the advertising show today is DJ Edgerton, co-founder of Zamoga, uh, a U.S.-based company, has uh, connections actually all over the world, Bogota, Colombia, uh, Wilton, Connecticut, and uh, doing some incredible things. If you've been listening, hopefully you've been listening to the whole interview thus far, this is some pretty cool stuff. This is a lot more exciting than just a yellow line on a uh, on a football field. This is a whole new way of thinking about demonstrating, distributing, causing people to to, uh, to desire your product and service and such. So, DJ, it's great to have you here. Welcome back. Thanks again. Yeah, it appears that uh, mobile is where augmented reality is, is migrating to, and it'll become more and more as we go forward. Geo-targeting advertising certainly is a hot topic these days. I understand we're looking at combining the two, and yet I would imagine, DJ, that this could become an issue with regard to, you know, we're walking down the street in, in Manhattan and all of a sudden on our mobile device we're being spammed by, you know, various uh, commercial entities wanting to get our attention about, you know, what we're standing in front of or what's just before us. Is, are there any issues that uh, are being anticipated or maybe even ex- being experienced currently by consumers with regard to geo-based uh, augment- augmented reality platforms? Um, I would say that the uh, groundswell of uh, consumer outrage uh, hasn't gotten to any level uh, that is even worth paying attention to right now because the adoption is so new. I can assure you, though, uh, that uh, if uh, advertisers and uh, manufacturers, software companies as well, are not incredibly smart with how they use private information, and that may that also includes uh, tracking your location. <laughs> uh, if they do not use that uh, intelligently and give consumers the clearest uh, uh, opportunity to opt out of that type of uh, stuff, then uh, there will be major outrage. The assumption currently is if the value exchange between the consumer and the service provider the value exchange to the to the consumer is high enough that consumer will opt in for whatever uh, information is being presented by the the software in this case geo targeting. So if you know if you're obsessed with I'm going to make something up here you're obsessed with collectible trains and there's a software out there that knows where every collectible train store is and you're going to opt in for when you're walking down. Broadway, whatever town USA it is, and you get a text message that is probably a sponsored text message saying, hey, there's a great store here, you're, you're going to find that information useful because you've opted in for it. If you're getting a $5 off coupon for a steak and you're a vegetarian and you didn't want that information, 
you're going to, you know, you're going to be pretty, pretty upset. So, sure. uh, you know, just as Facebook is learning what to do, you know, the hard way, I think uh, marketers are going to probably make some mistakes and stumble a few times and consumers will let them know what they can get away with. That makes sense. You know, according to uh, ABI research, the total market for augmented reality is expected to hit 350 million by 2014, up from currently, uh, not currently, but a few years ago, 6 million in 2008. You guys, uh, Zamoga, are a digital marketing firm. What mix of uh, your client base are pursuing augmented reality type uh, uh, engagements with your firm? Is it a pretty high, higher level of mix than what most might be uh, thought to have as a digital agency, or is it still pretty new f- across the board for all of your clients? Um, I, w- I would have to say that for us to be able to create a practice around augmented reality, the demand obviously needed to be there. So we have customers, we have customers that, are, um, that are very interested in what is available out there, what they can do, and they're engaging us to make the business argument for why this is a smart thing. Uh, I think some of the greatest opportunity uh, for augmented reality is in education uh, and in the healthcare space. So that to be able to see as a patient how to use a particular uh, diabetic device or, or to see how a drug runs through your heart as you hold, you know, a model of a heart in your hand that's pumping mm-hmm. is amazing. To be a physician, to be able to see how a stent, you know, solves a particular cardiovascular problem, it's an amazing way to really, really engage uh, individuals, and in this case, obviously, uh, patients and, 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 and caregivers and physicians. You know, uh, just one final question, DJ, before we let you go. If it's a $350 million business in 2014, where do you see AR in, say, you know, the next five years? How, how do you get to $350 million? What are some of the innovative ideas you see that are going to be happening that are way under the radar right now for, for AR? I think uh, long-form content online will incorporate augmented components. So characters will start to play with you as you consume content online. I think that's one thing. It's across the board for kids, for adults. There's a, uh, there's a whole bunch of opportunity there, and obviously for advertisers. So I think the innovations will be, will be, and I think that number is probably, in my opinion, if the consumers are as responsive as they've been in the short term, the number will, will exceed that. Uh, we're seeing the demand, uh, you know, pretty, pretty strong for the work, and I think it's a uh, it's a great it's a great opportunity for uh, digital agencies across the board to be able to uh, actually uh, really push the envelope in engagement. Uh, so, in the next five years, you're going to see a lot of advertisers and uh, content providers, uh, you know, putting the markers out there so that you can you know participate and engage with the content in a wholly new way. DJ, you found a great niche here and founded a great company as well. Zamoga.com is the uh, is the website. And I guess just uh, a good tagline would be stay tuned because you never know what's coming next here. We want to say thanks for, for joining us today. Hope you had a good time and uh, hope our listeners also enjoyed hearing you as well. So thanks for being here. Thanks, thanks again, guys. Brad, Brad, I appreciate it. Next week on the show, it is Alex Ben Block with us for another great interview. Always fun having Alex on the show. I hope you enjoyed this uh, rebroadcast of a uh, the interview that we did with uh, DJ Edgerton back in uh, June of uh, 2010. 
at the Advertising Show being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at age.com. The Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. We will talk to you live next week. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications. And it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com.